Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Paddler's Playbook, a kayak fishing experience. Brought to you by Mariner Sales, providing the largest selection of kayaks and kayak accessories since 1975. Real sportswear, get out on the water and wear what the guides wear. Galveston Redfish Series, the largest, most affordable redfish series on the Gulf Coast. Sign up today. Pure Fishing, home to the world's most trusted fishing brands. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy the paddle with your host, Drew Turner. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Land. I'm your host, Drew Turner, and this is another edition of the Paddler's Playbook coming to you live from the Mariner Sales Studios here in Conroe. Texas. First off, bro staff, I got to apologize. I have not had an episode out the past two weeks. Had some family stuff going on that I don't care to discuss right now. But I also had some baseball going on. And guys, I've been really blessed with rod orders lately. I went from like one or two to well over a dozen in a matter of like four days. It was just super quick. I guess everybody just decided they needed a new rod. So I've been building rods. I've been at the baseball fields. We had some all-star games. I get way too into baseball. I'm beginning to love baseball more and more. And I forget how much I love baseball whenever I'm doing so much fishing. So I'm going to have to kind of, you know, balance the two between baseball with the youngest football with the oldest band with the middle one and you know getting in some fishing tournaments here and there but I have decided one thing I was talking to my boy Kevin I I think I'm too old and I I mean it's not that old I'm almost 40 I think I'm past the point where I want to continue to do kayak tournaments that don't allow motors because it just screws me up for a whole week We had to wake up at 2.30 in the morning to get out there for um, a tournament this past weekend. Leave the house at 2.30, sorry. We had to leave the house at 2.30. It's grueling. It's 100 degrees outside. We had a fish that would have won us some side pots, but we were just so tired by the end of it that we decided just to go home. We didn't even take the fish to the side pots. So I, I think, you know, I was talking the last few episodes about not knowing which side of the fence I am with motors or not motors. I think I'm on the motor side. Well, for tournaments anyway. I'm going to I'm going to use the motor as much as I can. I'm loving the new port on the new canoe. Didn't get to use it for this tournament. I was in my PDL. I think I may be selling it. I think the PDL may be for sale. I've I've kind of made the decision I may just go all motor now. But we'll see. It may just be because I'm tired. Had a long three weeks. I'm not to the point where I just want to throw everything in a pile and burn it, but I am to the point where I think I'll probably sell a kayak or something, um, get rid of it, move some money different places. But anyway, guys, on this episode, I was joined, supposed to be joined by both of the guys from Bass and Brews, but I was only joined by one. But I think I got the best one for this episode because Alex is very opinionated. Um, 
stuff really grinds his gear sometimes. So I think I got the best one for this. Although I really did want to have Paul on this episode too, but we're going to have to get that going. If you guys don't listen to the Bass and Brews podcast already, make sure to check that out. And check this episode out with my boy Alex from the Bass and Brews, where we talk about our fishing pet peeves. Hey, bro staff, the temperatures are climbing out there, and now more than ever, it's important to protect yourself from the elements. You need something cool, moisture-wicking, and breathable, all while offering protection from the UV rays. I can think of only one company that checks all the boxes, and that's Real Sportswear. Lids, caps, face masks, and shirts, Real Sportswear has all the clothes to keep you cool and protected this summer, all while looking good. So log on to realsportswear.com and get it before it's gone. Speaking of summer and being gone, have you got your summer fishing trip planned yet? Have you got everything you need to make it a successful one? Whether it's fishing on foreign soil or right in your own backyard this summer, Mariner Sales has what you need to make sure it's a trip to remember. From paddles to batteries, Mariner Sales is your one-stop shop for kayaking, windsurfing, and sailing needs. Whether you're getting started this summer or preparing for your yearly trip, head over or log on to marinersales.com today for all your on-the-water equipment needs. While we're talking about equipment needs, going into the summer, we all know that Father's Day is fast approaching and nothing says I love you and I want you to have fun this summer like new fishing gear. Pure Fishing wants to help you send that message with a massive selection of rods, reels, baits, and accessories that is sure to please the dad in your life. So log on to purefishing.com and send him off into that summer sun with the best that fishing has to offer from purefishing.com. That's it for me, bro staff. I'm Salt Side Jess, and I'll see you on the salt side. As always, thank you so much, Jess, for all the news and information from all of our sponsors over there at Mariner Sales, Real Sportswear, Galveston, redfish series guys i'm 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 excited about this show today even though like we got we got left we just got left for i I don't i don't even know alex where's your partner man what what happened yeah so um if you guys don't know i'm alex from the bass and bruce fishing podcast we've had a little saga going on uh my co-hostess with the most this uh paul heels is uh not on he's supposed to be on and he didn't even make our show last week. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a crazy thing. But basically, Paul has put on so much weight that he uh, he did some weight reduction um, surgery. But he's putting them putting it back on the backside. He's going to have some cakes like uh, Kardashian here soon. So, uh, you know, just thoughts and prayers for him as he goes underneath the knife for it. I, I, I'm really glad that you said that because I listen to the show. I'm a big fan of the Bass and Brew show. And uh, last week you said he got stuck in a water slide and had to have plastic surgery. So I was just wondering what the new excuse was going to be for this week on why he couldn't join us today. Yeah, basically we've decided for us to to kind of break out into the the community and on the scene is we're going to have to look a little bit better. So Paul's looks have really kind of dragged the show down with how ugly and large he is. So we decided to spruce him up. We used all the money that we get from the show to get him a uh, back alley uh, butt implant uh, surgery. So, 
He's, he's going to be walking around with the Brazilian badunka dunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully it works out well. We couldn't spend a lot, so it's, it, it's being made with cement. Uh, so hopefully that'll work out okay. It's going to weigh his <laughs> ass down a little bit. He's he's a big boy. But it, it's it must be nice not having, like, him constantly talking about how short you are right now. I mean, we're we're like three, four minutes in, and nobody's yeah. made a short joke yet. Yeah, it's amazing. Not only that, I haven't been interrupted, uh, which is great. Paul's known for two things or three things uh, saying, y'all look, uh, interrupting our guests and calling me short. He's pretty famous for that. And and like I said, I'm a big fan of the show. I listen to every episode. And I have, I'm, I'm waiting. I have it written down like a crazy psychopath that's writing names <laughs> in a notebook for people that they have to like either murder or like, they have to repent to or something like that like my name is earl i listen to y'all show a lot and you guys have had my brother on and you yeah. know paul mentions me and you say some stuff and paul says some stuff i'm waiting for the end of the year kegger to bust out this list of things that i have completely disagreed with or agreed yes. with but one thing i've got to talk about real quick is my brother when he was on your show he said some false information about my actual height since you, <laughs> since since Paul likes to mess with you about your height, and you said you're what five seven, five seven yeah. and a half. Yeah, five five six and a half. I mean, yeah, five seven. On a good day. But, well, my brother said that I was just not even five seven. <laughs> that is not true at all. I'm pretty I sure got your so brother said that you were five foot five. Yeah, pretty much. That's what he says because he he's like Paul, like he's like five ten, five eleven, and he thinks he's fucking Kareem Abdul Jabbar, but he, he's definitely not. Um, so I I went and measured myself. Like I had <laughs> Jessica mark my head and everything, and I measured yeah. myself without shoes on, and I was actually five eight and a half. So I've actually grown just oh. a little bit. I've got a little bit of. Yeah, I'm not five six. I'm not five six at all. <laughs> I just yeah, Paul, had to get that off my chest. That's been see, bothering me. Paul Paul targets me for it because there's nothing I can do about it, right? One, when you sound as rugged and handsome as I do, he gets a little jealous. So he thought that I was like 6'4 with this beautiful, uh, raspy, you know, pack and a half of cigarettes a day voice. And then when he found out I was short, he just targeted it. And he's really upset because uh, Paul also is extremely large. And for no reason other than White Claw surges is, is like his daily driver. He's just pounding those with breakfast, that and meats, just salted meat and White Claw surge. So, so he gets mad at me when all he needed to do is, you know, take care, better care of himself. But, you know, when you're the jabber hammer, uh, you're just trash. I'm just glad I'm not short. I mean, I, I'm glad I'm not the third wheel on y'all show because I'm short and fat. So, like, I, I'm both of you got. Like, you guys could just throw jabs at me and just say, Listen, and, Bass and, and you, has and love you. for fat people, but if you're going to come at me for short, I've got I, I, to tack somehow. Well, Bass and Brews has, has love for everyone, but they also have opinions that are very strong, and that's one of the reasons why yeah. I wanted to have you guys on this show because today we're going to talk about, like, what are our pet peeves about fishing or, Whew. you know, just the fishing community or what really bothers us. And I'll say this before we get started because I'm going to talk to Alex a little bit and ask him the same questions I always ask everybody. But during this episode, guys, if you feel like we're talking about you, we probably are. Like, yeah. we're, we definitely are talking about you. We are being yep. very judgmental. 
um, about you. But that doesn't mean that we hate you. It just means we're probably not going to be friends. Like, yeah, I, I mean, if you we, do some, we of may these not things, hang out. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, some of these things, I, I, I would probably tie a five ounce sinker on and chuck it at your head when you weren't looking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're not we're not saying that that you are going to run around like kicking puppies and stuff. We just don't want to fish with you. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to be friends. We don't want to be in the same circle. Or uh, state, we don't. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't think you're a horrible person, but we just we don't like you, and we yeah. we don't want to hang with you, and that's that's okay. It happens. That's fine. Well, before we get started, man, the last time a member of the Bass and Brews podcast came on my show, like I had to do a PSA and talk about like, hey, this, that, that, or another. So instead of talking about it, I just, I made this. The following opinions of those are Paul and Alex from the Bass and Brews podcast. They do not reflect the views or opinions of the Paddler's Playbook or their affiliates. Please send all hate mail to the Bass and Brews podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Content is intended for mature audiences only. Well, kind of mature. Or... No, not really mature at all. <laughs> so there you go. There's there's the PSA. That is so spot on. Like that absolutely encompasses our show, especially in 2023. That is spot on. There you go. Well, let's get straight to it. Alex. Yes, sir. You know, I always ask three questions. Tell me how you got into kayak fishing, mm-hmm. what your very first fishing kayak was, mm-hmm. and then your most memorable fishing memory. Yeah, so I got into kayak fishing in 2014. So not not super long, but not super new either. Um, for people that don't know, I just got done uh, serving 20 years in the U.S. Coast Guard. And uh, while I was still in, I was transferring from a ship to a land unit. And you go from having a huge, like, work family to kind of, you know, being a normal person for a little bit while I'm at a land unit. And while I was on that boat, there was some traumatic kind of stuff that happened. And uh, I looked to get back into fishing. I'd fished as a kid and I kind of fell out of my life and uh, I brought it back into my life that year. And uh, first time I borrowed a, a POS, like sit in Walmart special kayak. Uh, it wasn't mine. I just borrowed it from my in-laws and I caught a chain pickerel on it. And I was like, nope, this is it. And this is what I need to do. This is my new purpose. And uh, kind of hit the, the ground running from there. So. So you said that there was a traumatic event that happened. What does kayak fishing, I always say that it is actively relaxing. Yeah. Like when you are kayak fishing, you you have to think about the world, like the when I say the world, the area and the stuff around you, the trees, mm-hmm. the law, you have to think about that stuff. So you don't think about anything else but that. Like is that what drew that's you to kayak exactly. fishing? Exactly. When I got out there and I'd been on boats and that's kind of a whole different deal. Something about being in that little plastic boat where the real world kind of shut off and I was able to like micro focus on like working the lure right, being in the right area, like what are the, you know, what's the conditions around me? Being able to have to be so kind of into that took away from the other stuff going on in life and it's perfect. It's the best therapy out there. Uh, it's definitely not cheaper than therapy, but, um, you know, it's, it's for me, it's the best thing. I push all of my veteran friends to like, go get in one of those stupid plastic boats. It'll absolutely change your life. And, and look, 20 years retiring from the service. Oh, thanks buddy. Yeah. Congrats, yeah. man. I thanks, mean, we've dude. talked since then and everything, we but I just wanted to say congrats yeah. on air. 
and now you. you're you're a part of the uh, the corporate world, which that's a that's a completely different landscape, oh. isn't it? Yeah, but it's amazing. It's uh, just a quick side story. Like I had uh, th- last week was our busy week, and uh, they're like, "Hey, you're gonna have to get these four things done in the next forty hours of work." And I was like, "Okay, you know that's fine." And around around Wednesday, they're like, "Hey." How are you feeling? Are, are you feeling overworked? And I was like, Nah, dude. I finished all that work on Monday. Like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't done I haven't done anything for two days. Right. And they're just like, Well, you know, this is really stressful for people. And then my supervisor, she's just like, Well, what exactly did you do in the Coast Guard again? And I was like, Well, you know, half the time I was on boats, you know, chasing down drug runners, and the other half I worked a search and rescue center that would take like, you know, radio calls from people dying. And uh, during the summertime, we'd probably have like forty of those in a 12-hour shift so having a deadline isn't really that stressful because at the end of the day if i don't meet the deadline either like nobody's gonna die it'll be all right (laughs) so it's been gravy is what you're saying it's been it's been nice i love it it's amazing um yeah to anybody out there who's in the service i'll tell you what there's when you're about ready to get out you'll have so many people who are like you're gonna miss it and you do miss it but they're like it's a scary world out there it's not that scary it's way simple like people aren't yelling at you for no reason. I can walk around with hands in my pockets. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, but you you transitioned into a pretty cush gig like Yeah. But that was because of the work that you put in. It was. Yeah. In those 20 years, I mean, if if you're in yeah. for 4 or 8 and you really yeah, don't a have tough. a skill, it's a little bit tougher, but it is tougher. You, you put in the work to learn a skill like yep it's it's pretty cush whenever you get out it is it is yeah as long as you put that work in and you know prepare for getting out i know a lot of people who are like f this i don't want to be in anymore and they transition out right away and then you talk to them like six months later and you're like how civilian life and they're like oh this sucks i want to be back in well it's because they weren't mentally prepared or even had a plan because every kid will be like oh i'm gonna get out i'm gonna go to college and i'm like what are you gonna go to college for well i don't know I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that's useless. Like, you're not going to be able to go to college for I don't know. Like, yeah. So you got to have a plan. You got to have an idea. I don't know is not a degree. It's not. It's not. Yeah, I I would say the only stressful thing about the corporate world is I did 20 years of being told exactly what I had to wear to work. That's the part that got me is I, I was like, wait. So what do I have to wear? And they're like, business casual. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and they're like, you can just wear whatever polo you have. And I was like, I don't own a polo. I don't golf. So why would I have one? <laughs> I have fishing shirts and I have my uniforms. Exactly. So, but no, it's been good. It's been good. But kayak fishing kind of helped me with all of that. It really centered. It's a really weird spot. I just had two kids. Some crazy stuff happened on the ship. And kayak was that centerpiece to kind of fix everything. There you go. So I know the answer to this because, like I said, I listened to the show. But what was your very first fishing kayak? Yeah, it is. Uh, it was an Ascend 10T, the old Bass Pro Special. Um, I used to call it the barge because uh, it was a piece of shit. It uh, paddles like trash. Uh, its stability is trash. It's the same weight as my old town PDL, but it was only a 10 foot boat that didn't have a drive. The hatches are trash. Um, Yeah, it's it sucks, but it's better than a sit in and it fit my budget. I had to like slowly kind of get in because I can be prone to getting a hobby and 
spending a lot of money on the hobby mm -hmm. really and then, quickly and then dropping that hobby within three months oh yeah no i'm in i'm in it to win it if i get in it oh no yeah yeah exactly but then i'll be like mm, i don't like i have a wood shop full of tools uh, i made a lego table for my girls five years ago that's the last time anything in there was used <laughs> i have a table saw i've never turned that thing on Brand new. Sell it. Sell it. I know. I need to. No, but in my head, I'm like, well, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll start woodworking again. No, you never really started, Alex. You just bought a bunch of shit. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm surprised you went with the with the Ascend 10T coming from the Coast Guard. You you never rescued anybody out there in a Ascend kayak before no. and was like, oh, I, I noticed that one. No, actually, Hobies. We get Hobies all the time because everybody thinks that they got a Hobie and they can do whatever the hell they want. Like they see all those videos of like where dudes go offshore and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm in a Hobie. I'll be fine. I can be in sustained eight footers. No, no. you can't it's be in sustained eight footers in anything. I don't want to be in a boat in sustained eight footers. Right. We have a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of Hobie people that uh, they just think they're bulletproof in salt water and they're really not like we've got really bad rip currents here and those things will take those hobies for a ride and there's nothing you can do and so they end up rolling them in the surf so the, you know it's commonly said you know you got to have that hobie money so how many times on the boats did you guys go these people have more money than they have freaking sense yeah i mean even yeah like those guys because we did do a boarding of one that had like everything top of the line the dude was so like he wanted to show us all his gadgets and then we get him out there and uh he had forgot his drive so he was just going to try to paddle his pa 14 and he was going to go out the inlet and we watched him go go a little bit into the inlet and then there's a side rip current just grab him throw him right into the rocks he spills out all of his gear spills out his hobie is destroyed from the rocks it's the best it's the best sorry hobie um do you guys have to do any training on like what not to say to them? Like, cause I would be like, you are a freaking idiot. Get in the boat. Let's get your stuff. Come on. Like, are, is there training on what should be said and what you can't yeah. say? Or have you ever been reprimanded or know somebody got reprimanded for just yeah, yeah, saying like, what the hell were you thinking? So, so Coast Guard is a wonderful service. We don't have a lot of like formalized schools. It's a lot of like on the job training. So it all depends on the guy who taught you on how nice you are when you talk to people. And you have, I mean, 99.9% .9 of the interactions are going to be professional. We're always professional about it. But sometimes you got to give a little bit of like tough love of like, hey, like you shouldn't be out here. Like, so we had like, this guy was in a big yacht and he kept telling us how much it was. This is great. And that as it's sitting up on a jetty because he went through, <laughs> this was like post, um, uh, Irene, the superstorm up in New Jersey, his boat got thrashed. And we were like, why did you come here? And he goes, well, I didn't have a radio. Well, like you just told us this is a $3 million boat. Why don't you have a radio? On There's it? no radio on a $3 million boat. Yeah. So that one, I was like, well, um, you effed around and guess what? You found out that that radio is a requirement. So thank you for letting me know. Here's a ticket for not having a radio and your $5 million boats destroyed. Have a wonderful day jesus so I, man like i don't even want to drop a, a rod in the water much less put a five million dollar boat on some jetties i would yeah. lose my dang 
But so, anywho, let's get to your let's get to the next question. Tell me about your most memorable fishing. Yeah. So I think like your most memorable catch or. Oh no, you're breaking up here. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, so I think a lot of people are going to talk about like their, you know, their personal best. That's what everybody goes with. Um, I'm going to tell a story that maybe your listeners haven't heard. And it's when I shit my pants in my brand new, uh, old town topwater 120. So I, uh, I gave myself food poisoning four days prior by eating some raw chicken, like a dumb, dumb. And it's not like it was on accident. I cooked the chicken. My wife said, that's going to be bad for you. And I said, I'll be fine. And uh, I wasn't severe. Hold food on. Like, so, so you cooked it, but yeah. it was raw. It, it was like a drumstick. You know how you sometimes like you get a little bit of raw on the bone. Yes. Yeah. So mine was a little bit raw. And I noticed that she hadn't eaten all of hers. And she said it was because it was raw. So I finished mine and then went and ate hers to kind of tell her like, hey, it's just fine. It wasn't. I got really sick. Like. Yeah, really sick. And it took like four days. And I finally felt better. So I was like, I'm going to go fishing. And because uh, I just got in the pedal drive, the old town. And uh, I get out there and everything's fine. Everything's great. And uh, I'm like an hour into the trip. I start feeling the bubble guts. And I'm like four miles from the kayak launch. I'm like, well, I'm, I, I got to head back. So I start pedaling back. But that motion, anybody who, who's had kids. Uh, when they get constipated, you do the bicycle motion with their little legs and they'll just instantly explode. So I'm doing the, you know, working the pedals and uh, I'd have to stop to clench my rear end. <laughs> and, uh, but the wind started to pick up. So every, every, every advances I was making, the wind was pushing me back. Was there just, was it a residential lake? Like, was there just houses all the way around the lake? Yeah. And, was jumping in the water not an option at all? So the people have heard the story. That's what everybody says. You should have jumped in the water. You know what? I should have jumped in the water. I didn't jump in the water, though. I okay, should have. Keep, keep going. Yeah. I've heard the story, so yep. I just, just keep going. Keep going with it. So I finally decide that there's a little wooded section, basically a, a good amount of space between two houses. And I was like, I can just beach the kayak and figure out my life there. Again, I should have just jumped out into the water. Instead, when I go to launch myself up, that's when I had, as my wife calls it, a, a shituation. Because as my legs pushed up, my butthole exploded out into a fiery display. And it's like, it's my brand new boat too. And I'm just dribbling shit from my shorts all over it as I run to the beach. And I, uh, I drop trow and... Rock Chicken Fury was still exploding, and I literally just peppered the bushes with fecal matter. It was it was bad, and I didn't have. So what makes matters worse? Again, I could have gotten to the water and solved this situation. Um, I was so frantic, you know. But but what's worse is after the effect, you know, after the incident. Again, could have gone in the water and cleaned up. Instead, I was like, I've got to wipe myself. So I took my shirt off and used that to wipe myself. And not so in the this, water at all. Not in the water at all. So at this point, I, uh, I'm like, I now, now I'm starting to think about the water. And I was like, all right, but not right. I'm thinking about the water in that um, I'm going to take all my clothes off and I'm going to wash them in the water, and then I can put them back on. 
So it's at this point where I just have a pair of like uh, <laughs> a pair of like hook fishing shoes, nothing else on, bird out and everything. On the side when of the lake. I start to hear giggling and, and laughter, children's laughter. And I'm like, what the F? And that's when I realize uh, up on a little hill right next to where I had uh, a shit explosion is a, a playground full of children on a school field trip. So I, I do my best to like move my pants in the water. Again, should have just got in, throw it on. Cause at this point I'm like, I'm going to go to jail. This is where I go to jail for exposing myself. And I have to tell the cops, like, I didn't, I'm not a weirdo. I just pooped my pants. <laughs> it's just salmonella. It's just salmonella. That's all it is. Like I'm it's not, a, I'm not a perv. I just didn't, I didn't cook chicken long enough. Yep. My wife told me she was right now. I'm going to jail. So I, uh, I, I took the T-shirt. I had a, a long sleeve overshirt I put on. I put the pants on. I took the underwear and the T-shirt, and it was a white T-shirt, too. So that thing had seen some shit. And I threw that on the bow. Literally. Of, yeah. <laughs> I threw that thing on the bow, and I start pedaling um, back. I still got to make this, like, at this point, three-and-a-half-mile trek back. And I get a little bit of service, and I call my wife. And she's like, what's up? And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be home in, like, a half an hour. You, you can't be there. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I shit all over myself. And she starts cracking up laughing. I'm like, when I come in, I'm going to have to use the hose out back before I come inside. But uh, as I pull into the kayak launch, it's uh, it's packed. Absolutely packed because there was a uh, Boy Scout outing. So I went from children on the playground to uh, Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. And uh, one of the kids is like, I'll help you. And he goes to go to the front of my boat to like help pull it up. And I'm like, no, no. And that's when he looks down and he sees a white shirt covered in shit sitting on the front of the boat. And he just looked at it and went, oh, hell no, and walked off. So <laughs> they, yeah, there's no merit badge for like shitty shirt. And it's like you can't it, you can't help any with with anything like that other than dig a hole and bury it. Like that's all you can do. I wanted to. The worst part, I think, in hindsight, was telling my wife who proceeded to tell my kids who my wife constantly makes fun of me. But. We were we had a teacher conference meeting and the kids were there too, and uh, the lady's like, "Oh, you wear all this fishing stuff. Do you do you fish a lot?" I'm like, "Yeah, I fish out of a kayak." She goes, "Oh, I kayak fish too. That'd be fun. We should go out." And then my oldest goes, "Did you know he pooped his pants once in his boat? And he was around a bunch of little kids." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that is that is the best." Like, yeah, so that's like my most memorable yeah kayak story. That's also what. That whole story got me into podcasting. That was the first story I ever told on someone else's podcast. And I went, you know what? I'm going to do this on my own. I can tell my, I can tell my own poop stories. I, I like that. Like that fits into our show really well on how to take a marsh <laughs> jump. And you, uh, you took a dump at a playground and then yeah. proceeded to have the Boy Scouts help yep. you carry your shit to your truck. Well, well, I mean, how would you handle it? I'm going to flip it back on you because your brother had great solutions. And if I remember right, the best solution was to just to shit on your truck. Yeah, that's what he does. He'll lean and then, like, right there by the driver's side door. For for some reason, we got to do it on the driver's side um, and <laughs> leans right there. And I actually carry around a little uh, Tupperware container that has toilet paper in it just so the toilet paper will always stay dry. I do, too. And if you make the Tupperware container big enough, if you really have to drop it down, you can put the Tupperware container on your seat and just go in the Tupperware container. That way you can rinse it out. That's a good I call. Mean, that's just something I like, you can do. 
we had a guest once tell us uh, to chug water in the morning, right? To get your, your bowels going before you go. You know what? Look, we had to we had a fishing tournament this past weekend, and I had to wake up at 2.30. Yep. My body does not want to go to the bathroom until about 4 at, at the earliest. Like, if I'm pushing out, like, 4 o'clock, I'm able to go ahead and push it out. Mm-hmm. So I took your advice because, like I said, I listened to the show. Did it work? I stood outside at 2 o'clock in the morning like an idiot, and I drank <laughs> a whole thing of water. Yeah. I went. It, 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 I mean, I didn't fully evacuate, but I it was, went. It, it's enough. It's yeah, enough to like. It was, it was enough to get me almost to the, like, because we, where we go fishing, it's like an hour, 45-minute drive. Gotcha. And we stopped somewhere about an hour in. Mm-hmm. And I was able to fully go then and enjoy my breakfast and stuff. But it Dude, works. It works. So you're supposed to go outside without a shirt on or yep. anything and let your body acclimate to the outside and chug yep. a glass of water. Yep. And then you're, you're, you're waking up your system, basically. And then there's part two of that. If that doesn't work, then what you do is you take a whole bottle of Imodium and you don't shit for four days. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't do that. Like, <laughs> I, Nope. Nope. I I have the opposite. Like I've never had a issue with constipation. If I don't go twice in a day, I'm constipated and I'm scared. Like I've got a bowel obstruction or <laughs> or something like that is going on. Like it's it's not a good deal. Um, but yeah, I I tried that and it's good. I think it's because so I I'm kind of big into sleep stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. So. Really, to get good REM sleep, your body has to drop by three degrees. Your mm-hmm. internal body temperature needs to drop by three degrees. So I think going outside and reacclimating and stuff, that probably brings your body temperature back up. Yep. Where, And then also chugging like, that water, though, because now your body yeah. has to process the water. Now the organs are like, hey, we're moving. We're heating up. We're going, hey, old... Uh, Old chocolate starfish has got some work to do here pretty soon. Let's get this going. Your sympathetic nervous system kicks off. Exactly. Or, or, or it wakes back up. And you're make like, make okay. sure I, I want to make sure props goes to Joe from the Cut and Retie podcast. He was the guest who told us about that method. So, all right. Well, man, you ready? You ready to get into some of these uh, pet peeves that we're talking about? I'll let. Oh, yeah. I'll let you start off. Yeah. You can go first. We'll talk about it. We're we're both bringing up our lists here. Yep. And then like we'll just go back and forth. You give a pet peeve, we'll we'll do some commentary and then I'll go. We'll just we'll go back and forth. And we're only going to do like 5, but we could probably do this podcast for like 5 oh, yeah. 6 hours worth of stuff. And oh, I'm I sure love if the, we did it I live, love, we would get so much more in. I love the fishing community, but I have a bunch to bitch about and I'm ready. All right, let's go. What what is your very first pet peeve? All right, that's when someone um doesn't put a new soft plastic on a lure, right? So if you're, I'm a bass guy, right? So if somebody just pulls out a rod and they've got a dried up, nasty looking Senko worm from three weeks ago on that hook, or they pull out a jig and it's still got a swim bait from 1974 on it, that guy pisses me off because that's stupid. And what's really stupid about it is they're going to catch more fish than me. And it pisses me off. Like, you need to change that thing. Yeah, it's simple, right? You change it, you put a new one on. So do you do you take all of your baits off uh, before you leave the launch and before or no, I'm sorry when you get home and like before yeah. you put your rods I'll and take stuff all like, take shit. all yeah, your baits I take off. it all off I take and you know what I probably shouldn't maybe I'm more frustrated that I'm an idiot just throwing money down the drain but uh, 
I want other people to be idiots with me. It has to be like a fresh bait. Like if that bait is going to touch the water on a trip, it's got to be fresh smelling like fish butthole right out of the package. So you never take it out and put it back in the bag. Like if, no. if you switch baits or something, that soft no. plastic, you're never switching. on. No, I'm not poor. Um, obviously, I run a, uh, a famous podcast. I have money for new plastics. I, I'm <laughs> like, that doesn't bother me that much. But since I'm using gulp most of the time, I always have to take it off. Like, it's just right. And then what nothing. do you do with it? Do you put it back in that nasty jug of, you know, that, that, that jug of despair? Like, God forbid that thing ever crack open in your car and your car, you're going to have to burn it down. It depends. Like if, if it's a, if it's a shrimp that's been on a popping cork or something, mm-hmm. I'll take that off and put it back in there because it's easier. But if it's a paddle tail, the end of those Berkeley Galt paddle tails, um, they're a little thin and mm-hmm. it, that's what gives it the great action. Yep. And if you put a hook in and out of there more than like twice, you're not going to, you're not going to get yeah. it in there again. It's, it's going to cut. But something like a Z-Man, like if I throw a Z-Man on there, I'll leave that one on there because that Elastec is like... I will definitely keep those on there, the the Z-Tech ones, or, or the Z-Man, the Elastec ones. I'll keep those from trip to trip. We actually were trying to... It was last year or the year before. My brother was trying to see how many redfish he could catch on a Z-Man um, with one jig head and one... Z man and you know I love I love my Berkeley like I love mm-hmm. all of my Berkeley products that is my confidence bait but after about two or three redfish usually yeah. two redfish like that paddle tail is just eliminated mm-hmm. so if they're really biting I'll just throw a, a Z man on there because I don't go through them all but he caught I want to say it was like 22 redfish <laughs> on insane. one lure and one jig head. He finally retired it before a tournament because he's <laughs> like, I got to cut this off and put at least a new jig head on there. So I, that doesn't bother me that much, but I could see like seeing someone with a crusty old, you know. Yep. And still whacking them in front of me. on there. Like the middle of it's a different color from where it's bent so much. It yep. looks like it's falling off the little wacky rig and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I could see where that would bother you. So this this is something that, that really, really bothers me, and it's kind of along the same lines. And I think this is just the rod builder in me, like having to repair so many rods and guides and everything. But people who reel their lures all the way to the very friggin' tip of their rods and you pass them and they've got seven rods sticking up in their black pack and every one of them are as tight as they can be to the very top of that. And then they wonder why they keep busting out tips on rods and they're like, this rod company ain't worth a damn. Every tip I've had has been busted. But you, you got like 87 pounds of drag pulling down on that ceramic thing on the very top. That drives me absolutely nuts. And my brother does it, and I don't ever say anything to him. I just build him rods that don't have ceramic inserts because I don't want to have to fix them. Like, Except, I, I, right, yeah. I'm putting stainless steel on there. That bugs the, that bugs the hell out of me seeing that. I uh, I do that. All the like, way to the tip. Like, dude, for, for storage, There's hook right? keepers, though. Like, why don't yeah, you put when it you, on the hook keeper? Well, because, like, uh, a lot of the rods I have have that hook keeper isn't above the reel. It's all the way at the bottom of the of the blank, which I find also really annoying. That's not on my list, but that I hate that design all the way at the bottom. 
Maybe someone can explain that to me. Like, I've never understood why you put it below the grip. Why not put it above the grip? Because nobody, like, if you're going to grab a rod, nobody ever goes and tries to grab it above the reel. So that's the perfect place to put a hook. But a lot of people will grab it, like, on the grip or below the grip. If you got something with treble hooks in it, like, your treble hooks are on your grip. I don't understand so why stupid. that started or who started that, but I've, I've really only seen it in the bass world on, yep. on bass rods, and I don't know why. I, I have no clue who decided that was a great placement for a hook, hook, hook keeper. I don't know. I, I, I think it has to deal with – actually, it just hit me. I think it has to deal with rod sleeves. Like, saltwater guys, I know you guys don't believe in ever uh, protecting your stuff. You guys will throw that shit down a uh, garbage disposal and still use it. But in the bass world – we like to make sure that our overly expensive toys to catch a one and a half pound fish are properly protected. So those rod sleeves, if you have your hook keeper above the reel, those rod sleeves are going to go over that. So if you have treble hooks, it's going to hook into the inside of the rod sleeve. Unless you put it like by the right freaking size or they have covers. Like you can put covers they do. on your lures. I think maybe it's because of spinner baits, like big baits, like spinner baits, buzz yeah. baits, and swim baits. Like yep. that's why they started putting them on the bottom because but, you put them on the top, like there's no way so, you're getting a rod. rod so yeah, on so that. those ones that I have, I will reel like my my swim jigs and stuff like that all the way to the top. Exactly what you're saying, like heading down the river with six rods all dingle dangling jigs at the top of them. No, they just they look like the top of a damn toboggan, like that fuzzy ball that sits up there, and you got jigs just blowing in the wind. That drives it. That it drives me nuts, man. It drives I love me nuts. it. All right, go ahead. What you got for your next one? Yeah. So number two, I've got the uh, the free info guy. He's uh he's basically this guy either on the water, on the bank, or at the boat ramp, who you didn't ask him anything, but he's gonna tell you that every rod that you have sucks and that that presentation is not going to work and that you're a bad person just in general in life. He's going to say the lake sucks, but he's been fishing there for 40 years and he could tell you everything. He's also probably caught, you know, at least a 50 pound large mouth. He probably holds the, you know, lake and world record, but he's not into fame. But what he is into is telling you everything. You could pull anything out of that box that you have. And he's going to be like, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And then when you ask him what does work, he goes, well, man, time on the water. It's the only way you're going to find out, time on the water. That guy. And I'm, st- I'm stereotyping right now, but that same guy has a bush light and a marble red. He has the marble red. isn't even lit. It's just hanging out of the side of his mouth on his bottom lip. And the whole time he's telling you about how this one time he caught a barracuda in a trout stream. It's just waggling the whole damn time. And it's a soft pack. It's a soft pack of marble or reds, and it's in his front pocket. Yo, does anybody under the age of 60 smoke a soft pack? I smoke cigarettes, obviously, with this voice. But who buys soft packs? And what I also, not on the list, I'm pissed that when I go to the store and I get my cigarettes, they go, do you want a hard pack or a soft? Obviously, I'm not 70 in a wheelchair. I don't want a soft pack. Quit even offering it. I don't know why anybody would want a soft like I. I don't, I don't get it. Like even when I smoked, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get it. I wanted my Camel lights and hard pack. Yeah, like yeah, it, it's a design flaw. You didn't add hard cardboard, but yeah, you're absolutely right. That thing is flopping out of his lip. Um, yeah, the free info guy, he can uh, take that info and shove it up his chocolate starfish. 
Yeah, and they're usually they're usually sitting there fishing bait. Um, <laughs> like like I said, they're sitting there fishing bait. They're by the boat ramp waiting for someone to talk to. Like that, literally, the only reason they fish by the boat ramp is so they can give you yep. information to help. It makes them feel better about themselves, even if they're telling you that your stuff sucks. Here's what you need to do. You know what? I here's what I think I'm gonna do when I encounter these people. I'm gonna start recording them and be like, hey. Why do you, uh, you know, why do you deem that it's okay for you to just sit at the boat ramp and be a jackass, like, and tell us all your free info? And I, I want to get the reactions. I might get punched, but uh, I think I want to get the reactions, and I'll start putting them on my show. Just oh, no. Or, or how about this? You should do it like a, a serious cinematographer. You know, the ones <laughs> that, like, go, oh, what is this guy? I can't remember his name, but he does a lot in, uh, like, the Appalachian Trail, and he'll go interview people. I just watched one the other day. He interviewed, uh, she was a prostitute, and this other, like, he's interviewed the ones <laughs> that, um, they're so inbred that one of them, oh, one I of know them what you're guys talking about. just yeah, yeah. barks and stuff. Yeah, so you yeah. Should, you should do it like a very yeah. serious interview with your gro GoPro should. and put it on uh, the yeah. Swamp Rat Fishing YouTube page, but let him just talk and act like he's yeah. a legend. Like, yeah. seriously, ask him questions like he is the legend of this lake and see how far they go into their stories. And then at the end of it, just be like, uh, yeah, we've had a good conversation. What I've been able to get out of this is you're full of shit, buddy. <laughs> exactly. And then I just walk off, right? That's when, like, the epic music hits and you get that slow-mo shot of me walking away from him and him just dumbfounded done it's gonna happen it. i love it you definitely definitely need to do that all right so my my number two here is it's kind of along the same lines of someone who tells you exactly what to do and how you should be doing it my pet peeve and i've talked about this on the show before but it's been a while people who hype up a product a bait <laughs> a reel a rod yeah. Before they've even freaking seen it, like before they use it, like there's a difference between saying, like I got to, I got the uh, Yak Attack Bunkster cart. I got that, you know, from Yak, sent it to me, did some social media stuff for it. All right, Drew, we get it. You're a big deal. You don't have to fucking brag but, about it. But I'm saying, like, I didn't <laughs> say how great this cart was. I just said, I'm really excited to get my hands on this product and test it. Like, mm -hmm. that was all my initial thing is. Where there's some people, they're like, man, you guys got to go out and buy this. It is the greatest lure that has ever been made. And I'm like, you you know that from a picture? Like, you've watched one intro mm -hmm. video on YouTube, and you can tell me how great something is? And haven't you been fishing for, like, a year? Like, you don't even have anything to, say, to compare it to. It's always new guys, right? It's always new guys. And what it is, we, we make fun of them all the time on the show. These are clout chasers. These are people who they saw some people like get money doing fishing on social media. And they're like, this is how I'm going to do it. So what I'm going to do is I want to become a pro staff whore. And the only way to do that is I'm going to say all the lure companies are great. They're the best thing ever. I never fish any of it, but I just know. So maybe they'll give me a discount code. And if I get that discount code, I'm basically a professional. Those are mm -hmm. those people. Yeah, and they'll be at their community ponds talking about how great this freaking lure is. And yep. in the background, down the down the way, you know, there's a there's a little five year old with the dang Zebco, and 
you know, <laughs> they've got yeah, they're just they're slinging a little cork yeah. out there with a little worm catching five pounders, and and you're talking about how great this new swim bait is. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, no, the, I, again, that's that, that pro staffer mentality. That is, uh, again, I'm from the bass world, so that is rampant with the Googans, and now, you know, a bunch of 16 year olds all think they're going to be Googan Squad members, so they make stupid videos and they talk about stuff that they don't know, just so they'll get traction to try to get something from a company. It it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not trying to be elitist or anything. I'm just saying don't talk about how great yeah. stuff is until you actually use it. I like how use Drew it said, and have an opinion. <laughs> Drew said he doesn't want to be elitist, but he did make sure to lead with that. He goes, yeah. So I got this new thing from Yak Attack. I mean, I didn't even ask for it. They just sent it to me, and I was really excited to review it because I just get sent free stuff a lot. But anyways, I'm not an elitist. That's not how I said it, but <laughs> but I could see where you may have you may have thought that. No, I not me. That. I'm just speaking for your listeners. Like, it get, we, listen, we had a huge influx. They're tired of your snobbiness, and they're moving to the uh, the trashy podcast instead. You guys aren't trashy. Oh I yeah, mean, we are. No, it's all right. no, yeah, no. yeah. We embrace it. We're good. No, you guys aren't trash. <laughs> you guys aren't like trailer trash, trashy. I mean, you're You've lower middle class trashy. <laughs> Yeah, like we're on Wick, but we still work. I mean, you got yeah, you guys got a house and a garage, and like exactly. you guys are still all right. <laughs> it's in foreclosure, um, and we're squatting in the house. But uh, I mean, you you may need to mow the yard. Like there's <laughs> there's a broken down truck in the driveway that hasn't moved in six years. But See, that's you're perfect. not trashy. That is perfect. <laughs> all right, what you got for your next one, man? All right, this one. All right, when I wrote these down, I, 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 I didn't think about them that hard. I mean, I kind of did. Um, but this was the one where I was like, people are going to think I'm an idiot. Um, and normally this is where I didn't interject like PFDs and how I, I think, hate them. I think your your story at the beginning of the show is where <laughs> people started to think you were an idiot. Could not, be that. not this part, but go ahead. So this one is sunscreen. Like, <laughs> I, I hate sunscreen. It's slimy, right? It's your hands all greasy. You look like a moron. There's no way to look cool in a kayak when you've got that, like, you know, the white nose from the sunscreen. I I hate it. And I don't like to wear the long sleeve shirts, you know, the sun shirts, because it's still too hot. So you know what I do? I just go out and I burn. I just burn excessively over. Burn to a crisp. And I know it's not good for me before people attack me, which is fine. Go for it. Um. I know it's it's not the right thing to do because you can get skin cancer. And that's a very serious thing. Um, but I hate sunscreen and I don't wear it. And then I also don't, don't wear the sun shirts. I just burn. I don't know how you do that, dude, because I can go out on a full moon and come back fucking burnt. Um, I know I told you not to say the F word and I've said it twice so far. So sorry. About and I that. haven't said it at all. Yeah. And you, you haven't said it at all. You like, said it with you're doing first- great. You said it in the first I did. two minutes. I've all, look, and and that happens. That the last time I told someone not to really say the f word, I said it in the first two minutes too. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. No, I won't edit it out. But I don't oh, you know better how. not edit it out. Wait, you edit? There's editing on this show. Eh, it depends on how good the guest is. You Sometimes, don't give you don't give the people the raw dog uh, interview. No, there has to be some editing because there some people there's a lot of ums and and a lot oh, I of let time that in between. Oh, we let that will... roll. We let that roll. So then when people hear it back, they're like, "Man, I was a bad guest," and we're like, hmm. 
Well, I just don't. I don't want anybody to come on the show and then they're like, "Man, I sound like an idiot." Like I, I want them to feel kind of good about themselves. I mean, yeah. Eh. But I don't. I don't. I have to wear sunscreen, dude. Yeah. I don't. Like I said, I get moon burnt, full moon, yeah. and I'll I'll be burnt. Like I'm a little red right now, and I put on sunscreen twice. I've so. been in the sun all day today. I got that Portuguese blood. Uh, I just tan up real dark till. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I hate it. Yeah, see, you're lucky. I peel, like I burn and then peel and then burn again. There's never any tan. There's there's no tanning that happens. It's just listen. Some that. people some people are blessed with a beautiful tan, and some people are blessed with a, uh, a you know an elitist podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's the Norwegian, it's it's the Scandinavian in me. Oh, like okay. that that gives me all that whiteness. Well, I mean, and the and the English. And right. the, the Scottish. So like, just the, all the white people is what I have. Look, I have 2% um, Native American, and I think that's my freckles. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> that's the 2% <laughs> is the freckles that are on top of my head and on my face. And Dude, you I better not edit that out. You better freckles not edit Freckles are sunspots now. <laughs> you better not edit out. I'm 2% Native American, and that's my freckles. I really think that that's line. it. That's all it could be is my freckles at all. Uh, that's the only that's the only melanin I have in my whole body. <laughs> All right, what do you got else. for number three? Oh, okay, number three. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to overtake. I've been I'm, I'm used to no, hosting. No, you're good, dude. So Keep I'm going. Like, hey, all right, what's up, man? What's number three? Look, I haven't had a co-host all season, so this is nice. You can ask questions and do everything. <laughs> so this this bugs me, and I guess this is just kind of old school. But the people who have like 20 yards of Kitex on the bottom of their kayaks to protect it from everything that's going on. Like they have a strip all the way down the middle. They got a strip on each side of the hole. Like the and, and along these same lines are the same ones that when you're selling a kayak, they're like, can I have pictures of the bottom? Like, dude, it's a freaking piece of plastic. Like I'm not selling you something with a hole in it. It's going to have scratches if you use it. Like, why are you so worried about protecting this piece of plastic? Yep. I, uh, yep. I'm right there with you. I obviously, when you get a new kayak, you baby it, right? You baby it a little bit. You're like, but then after that, no, I throw my shit down all over the place. Like the, I have an old town. I have beaten the shit out of that thing for a long time now. And it keeps sticking. It's a great boat, but these are tools. They're not, I know, I know they're expensive and, you know, everybody's budget and financial situation is different. But if you baby a kayak, um, like a lot, you're really wasting like a lot of potential. Like I'll run that thing through skinny water, scraping through rocks and logs. You want to know why? Cause that's what it's made to do. Yeah. Well, and, and the stern of most boats has a skid plate on there that you can replace already. Yeah. Pick it up from the front, drag it on that. Like, I will say this, if you do want to protect the front of the kayak, though, the Burley Pro Bumper Pro is pretty sweet. I mean, if you're, if you got to pick it up from the back and you want to drag it that way, but most kayaks, they already have something right there in the back. Like you just got to change it out. And for those of you worried about it, I had a native ultimate that I had for eight years. And I would drag that sucker up the driveway, across the driveway, down the boat ramp, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I still had half an inch of plastic on the back. Yep, like, I had I had that ascend for uh, almost five years. 
I didn't put shit on that thing. I dragged that thing down concrete boat ramps all the time and no holes. The keel was still intact. And that is, as I've said earlier, a piece of shit boat made a piece of shit material. So if you got a decent boat, you're going to be fine. Just yeah, you're gonna scratch be it up. Great. I'm with you on this one. Yeah. Or, I mean, just get you a Yak Attack Bunkster cart to drag oh, it around. Oh, yeah, you see oh, that? oh, sponsored see by the Paddlers. See how I threw playbook. that in there for you? Mm. Oh, that's that was the, nice. That's the elitist coming out of me. Oh, I, I, I mean, you guys should buy really... A cart. You guys should really get this cart. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I forgot. It's not released yet. I just, uh, I got it early. That's so weird. Sorry about that, guys. But it, it's available now at MarinerSales.com. <laughs> just throwing just throwing that in there if you want to go get one. Make sure you, to, to use code Paddler's Playbook to add 10%. Add 10% to your purchase. <laughs> that 10% goes to me because I'm such a leader. That's how they pay me. That's how they pay me right there. All your hard-earned money goes to me. All right, number four, I've got, uh, oh, yeah, this guy, the ultra-competitive tournament guy. And here specifically, I had an incident where I was fishing a stretch of a lake, right? It's a great spot. I got a lot of history there. I was putting work in on it. This old codger rolls in on a, on a fucking John boat, sorry, and rolls in and is like, yo, 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 and he's like waving his hands. I thought something was wrong. This dude looked 80 years old. I thought he was going to die. I thought that's what it was like, Hey, I'm dying. No, he goes, Hey man, I've got a tournament in a week and a half. Can you stay off this stretch? And so I looked at him. I went, well, what tournament? And he goes, Oh, it's a friendly, like, you know, potluck one. We throw 10 bucks in. Like you want me to stop fishing so you can win 60 bucks from your old friends. No, get a stop. And also nobody gives a shit with the ultra competitive guy. You can also spot them because they're at the ramp with a fishing Jersey looking like KVD when all they do is put random companies on their back because they, you know, they Googled the logo and then paid $180 to buy a stupid fishing jersey. Like, you're a menace. Stop. Nobody likes you. Stop fishing. A week and a half? Like, how big are your balls where you walk up to somebody and say, hey, can you quit fishing? Because in a week and a half, I'm going to fish this area. He, he proceeded to sit by me, and this was during the bass spawn, and I, I whacked him. And normally I would back off at, at a certain point, right? Just so maybe when I wanted to fish next week, they were still going to be like active. No, I spent way more time than needed. And I whacked him. I caught every single bedding bass there. And I remember lifting him up and showing him every single time going, this could have won you 60 bucks. And I drop into the water and then get another one and over and over. All on brand new plastics because you're an elitist. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Damn, I didn't think about that. Damn. Uh huh. Uh huh. You would talk about me being an elitist. I'm just, I mean, you got brand new plastics money. <laughs> yeah, but you got you got unreleased product money. I. Well, that doesn't. I don't have to have money for that. That's the clout. Oh, oh right? they just give it to you. Yeah, the clout. Yeah, just, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, there hopefully, when Paul gets these butt implants, we'll uh, start getting a little more clout. Um, I, I was gonna bring this up, but now since you're talking about all that, um, Plano actually sent me some prototype boxes that are pretty sweet. I'm what are they? Uh, what are the like? What's the deal with them? So it's just a different type of um, clasping unit. Okay. On a, I think I can talk about that. It's a different type of clasping unit on a more budget-friendly 
box than their edge boxes. Because their edge boxes, their edge boxes are expensive, but they're nice. Like they're they're nice. Listen, Plato, if you're listening, you probably are because Drew's a superstar in this game. I send me some boxes, or so, I'm gonna look right into the camera. Send me some boxes or money. I'm I'm tired of having to hide the purchases of more boxes than I need. I'm hiding them everywhere at this point. Uh, we went to the pool today. Do you know what our snacks? I saw it on TikTok. I built a charcuterie board out of a Play-Doh egg series box. They were great for that too. So if you guys can make a Bass and Brews charcuterie box, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll sponsor whore the shit out of it. They have. Play-Doh. They have the odor resistant uh, little pouch in there too. I bet that made the cheese like you couldn't Dude, even it smell was- it. No, no. the The best part was I smelled uh, the the rust the the anti rust packet in it. Yes. Dude, it smelled like salami and cheddar. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> You're just walking around with the packet, sniffing the packet, just smelling. But it was the best. Uh, I rolled up to the pool, and my wife went, "Man, snacks sound good." And I go, "I got you." And I pulled out a thirty seven hundred series thin uh, Plano series egg box. They work great for charcuterie. I, I love those those edge boxes. I've never made a charcuterie board with it, so Amazing, I'm going to have to do that. I don't know if it's going to last in the Texas sun in the back of my kayak, but we can we can see. You, you put a little ice in there. You put a little ice, and the ice will, you know, it keeps it cold. In in my black pack or in the no, box? No, in the box itself. So I put, I, I put salami, but then I put... A piece, an ice cube in between. Okay, so we're getting what? What series are we looking at? Is the thirty seven hundred the best one for this? Yes. Is it the swim bait box? The thirty seven hundred is the best. But if you are going to be doing breadsticks and pepperoni, I would use the bladed jig slash jig box because you can run your pepperoni through those, uh, you know, those jig head keepers <laughs> through the top of them. <laughs> we're getting way in the weeds here. All right, let's let's get to my number four. This bugs me. I haven't talked about it in the show in about a year, so I'm going to bring it up again. And I wish Paul was here because him and my brother are the same hillbillies. Um, (laughs) Because my my family, we're originally from West Virginia, so Mm. I have some hillbilly blood in me for sure. Um, That Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian hillbillies. That's a... Viking Viking hillbillies. Yeah. Can you you imagine a Viking hillbilly? (laughs) Yeah. When you go to raid a town, you're just looking for your own sister the whole time. Where's the cousins? <laughs> so, so, here we go. So, people who do not wear shoes on the kayak. Oh. And this is a two for two reasons. Because one day, you are going to get a treble hook in your foot. You are going to catch a treble hook in the bottom of your foot. And your non-flexible Fat ass is not going to be able to reach around the bottom to get it out of there. It's going to mm-hmm. happen to you. That That's one. The second part of that is whenever you take a picture of a fish that you catch and your Frodo Baggins hobbit feet are sitting there under the fish, your hammer toes and your corns are all sticking out. Look, I don't have a foot fetish i have the exact opposite of a fetish whatever that is where Mm -hmm. i don't want to see your feet at all ever unless you take care of them like if you take care of your feet by all means wear your flip-flops wear your sandals nope i make don't wear your crocs i make mrs swamp rat my wife uh wear boots in bed (laughs) i don't ever want to see 
are her feet that bad or you just don't like feet that much? I don't like feet. I think all feet look gross. They look like uh they look like baby hands. And I don't like them. I don't I don't think that like there's a lot of feet that look gross, but I've never like I said, that's why I said I have the opposite of a foot fetish. Like right. I never look and go, ooh, those are some pretty feet. I'm just like, never. okay, those are feet. <laughs> like, but but feet I, are and, feet. and I'll see them. I'm with you. Like somebody put puts a picture like Paul. Paul consistently has his dirty, grubby, gout infested feet that are usually painted in his videos or pictures, and it's disgusting. And I, I, I've almost fired him at least four times. I, I mean, I've fired him a lot, but at least four times for the feet. And I will judge you in public. If you oh, yeah. show up in public with sandals on and you have, like, dirt on the corner of your big toes yeah. on the nail, like, yeah. I'm not, we're not hanging out. I'm not nope. eating any food that you ever cook. Nope. I'm not going to your That's barbecue. That's why I don't wear flip-flops, though. <laughs> I, I hate flip-flops. I don't want to see your exposed toe. Put a crock on. Put a hey, dude. Put a van slip on. I don't care. I don't want to see your dirty feet. Ever. I'm, I'm not doing it. I, nope. I'm not hanging out with you. We're, we're not going to be friends. I, I think at the beginning when you said, like, uh, nobody hates you, like, we still like you, we just don't want – no, I, I hate you. Feet you, hate, you hate people with dirty toes. I hate people with feet. All of them. <laughs> you, you hate anyone with feet. Yeah, you're, well, you're exposed gone. feet. Yeah, exposed, exposed feet. So – See, you may hate me then, because I, I like wearing slides all the time. I know yeah. something in your lightning round is yeah. Crocs or flops. Like, yeah. I, I don't wear either. I wear slides all the time. So That's gross. At least not my whole foot is sticking out. I still see your dirty gingivitis toes. I don't want to see I don't that. have gingivitis feet, though. Like, I clip my toenails. I take care of my feet. You got hair I on? I wash them. No, they're not hairy either. You shave your toes? No. They're not hairy. Have... They're not hairy enough where you're just like, man, that's some hairy hobbit feet. It's just like, okay, there's an adult's foot. Like there's <laughs> there's not a whole lot. Like as much as it, it it's crazy when people like my arms are kind of hairy and mm-hmm. I have a beard mm-hmm. and I don't have any hair on the top of my head. Well, we know I, that. Yeah, I barely have any hair on my chest. I don't have any on my back. Like my hair just stops halfway up my calf. Like I mean, it's just there's. Not a whole lot of hair on my feet. Like we said, sometimes the Lord giveth, sometimes the Lord taketh. I don't know if that's the Scandinavian part or the two <laughs> no, percent. No, it's the two percent. Well, it's the uh, the freckles, the the two percent of freckles that throw off the hair ratio. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> all right. right what's well, your number five, man? Before I get to under five, I don't mean to throw this on you. Paul has submitted. Um, I told him, listen. He's hurting from the surgery. Just submit one. So his biggest pet peeve in fishing is uh, is fishing because he never catches fish. He's an awful angler. Um, he hates going out. Uh, he's gotten to the point where he has to fish to try to stay relevant uh, being a co-host on a fishing podcast. So uh, the thing that is the biggest pet peeve for him is the actual fish. He wishes that he could just wear a bikini and uh, show a fishing rod and get millions of followers. So. But he's working on that. He's getting the surgery. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand because I, I listen to the show and he seems to. In, I mean, he he talks about fishing a lot. But then when he talks yeah. about tournaments and fishing, 
He's always like, I get so damn aggravated when I'm out there and I'm yelling and I'm cussing. And me yeah. and you were talking about how relaxing it is and how it takes our mind yep. away from everything. But it sounds like Paul just doesn't even enjoy fishing. No, he's, I mean, he's ultra competitive. He'll say that, but then he, he'll, one, he'll say it's because he was a, a college football player, but then he forgets to tell people that he was a third string punter. So that's not even a real athlete at that point. And then he'll usually throw in that he's a wildland firefighter because that's always, you know, a bingo card moment that has nothing to do with the conversation. It went when, if you've never listened to the Bass and Brews show, guys. <laughs> I want you to tune in to the next, well, maybe if Paul ends up on the next show, but go back a few episodes because Paul will be on those episodes. Yeah. I want you guys to, you know, pull out a drink. Yeah. And if you want to get lit, I want you to take a drink every time he says he's a wild and firefighter. <laughs> every time he makes fun of Alex's height. Every time Alex makes fun of his weight, and then every time Paul interrupts Alex, take a drink, and you will be toasted. Yeah, you're done. You're done. That's kind of our, our go-to. <laughs> all right, so number five, I've got uh, – all right, number five. This is, uh, again, I want to go back to what Drew said where he said we don't hate you. Uh, number five, I hate you. These are people that see a big fish online. And uh, I could have a big fish, right? And I say, hey, caught this five-pounder. And instantly somebody's like, comments, not five pounds, probably four and a half. And then I could post like, no, man, here's a picture with the scale. And then they'll be like, ah, is that a certified scale? How about you shut the hell up? Like, just no, let anybody. No, it's like, a certified scale. Jesus. It's not a certified scale. But what, what part are you getting out of arguing about weight of a fish? It's the stupidest thing, right? To the point where, like, I don't put the weight of a fish normally at all. Why? Because some jackass is going to argue the weight with me. And tell and it, you it is not that. Exactly, right? They'll be like, I'll, I'll show a fish. And they'll even do it the other way. That's what frustrates me. I had a guy on TikTok where he argued with me that saying that my fish wasn't as big as what I said it was. And then I did a video with a scale and literally he said, is that a certified scale? No, I'm in a kayak. I don't have a, you know, Princeton regulated scale in my old town. Old town provides a lot, but not a super accurate scale. What I have is a scale like everybody else has. And then I posted another one. I was like, Oh, this is a two pounder. And he goes, nah, Looks more like a three. Stop arguing. Why are you arguing my fish size? It That's, aggravates that, me. Those people are just miserable human beings. People, and I, I am, people who argue more than, I'm going to say, three comments. Like, if you're arguing on Facebook for mm -hmm. more than three comments, you are either trolling or you are a super miserable human being. Mm -hmm. Because in three comments, I can tell if I'm smarter than you. <laughs> and I, like, seriously. Because no, yeah, I'm going to no. leave it. Like, if I if after three comments, I'm like, okay, this guy is not with it. Like, mm -hmm. he, he's he's just here because he's miserable and he's dumb. So, if, if, if three comments is my limit with arguing with somebody about something. I'm, I'm done with them. But... I'm the type that I hate drama, but I love reading it. So please oh, yeah. keep arguing online because oh. I want to read the 76 comments on a I love 
my city page or the you know <laughs> community page that you are arguing about who has the best ramen noodles. Like, Listen, keep going. Not a pet peeve. How about a, a, a number one up? I hate Facebook, but there is nothing better than a local town's Facebook page. It is like my wife will be like, yo, some stuff popped up. And I'll be like, I'll pour a nice, nice chilled glass of bourbon because I know I'm going to have some entertainment because somebody's going to be complaining because Nancy let her dog out and her dog's shitting her lawn and her lawn's Bermudan, Bermudan, whatever grass. And it's fancy. And then somebody else is like, you also got chickens down the street. Why don't you care about that, Nancy? And Nancy's like, well, because Trump told me to. And it's like, oh, my God, what are we arguing about? And it's the most glorious that i love local that's the only reason i stay on facebook is for local town facebook my my favorite my favorite ones too are well they'll post something that you're like oh uh, and then they end it with no negative comments please yeah. and i'm like you are definitely getting negative comments now like somebody Again, is making that. some negative comments i yell out amanda get the bourbon we're having a night. I'm going to put it on the big screen, babe. Like, we'll put it up on the TV. Have you ever done that, Drew? Have you ever done that with the missus? No, no. She She's oh. not as into the drama as I am. Like, so I'm into, like, I like drama, funny drama like yeah. that. She's more into watching the shows where the wife kills the guy. Oh, you that's, know, that's my cyanide wife. Cyanide. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. if I it's, ever end up dead, like, Saltside just killed me somehow mm -hmm. over the past six months, and you're not going to be able to trace it back to her. And it's going to look like I left with a hooker to Columbia. That's what it's going to look like. The best thing is, ladies, you messed up. And I'm sure there's like two ladies that listen to your show because we only have one and a half on ours. And uh, ladies, you done messed up, and you tipped it. When there's a murder now, the wife is the first suspect. If a man oh, gets yeah. murdered, because they have all the tools now. They've watched every single show. You know, they're, well, they're now, set up for it. The cops now, they just need to your log into Hulu or, <laughs> or Netflix to see what the wife has been watching for the last eight months to figure out who <laughs> killed who. No, there's, but, but there's nothing better. I found a, uh, it was one about a dog. Somebody put, there's a dog roaming the neighborhood. And I look at the comments, and there's 700 comments. And I live in a pretty small town. And so I instantly told her, like, yo, grab some drinks. I, I, I did the whole thing with my phone where I could put it up on our, our, our big TV. it up there. Up to the TV, and I'm like, let's go. And I'm scrolling, and we're watching. It was the best thing ever. So not a pet peeve, but a greatness. Well, we, we, in our neighborhood, there's just a bunch of comments that's all, I mean, it's always, always about unleashed dogs oh, or it's it. about teenage kids, like oh. somebody doing something. And I'm like, they're, they're teenagers, guys, like something. Well, there, we have a community garden that is over by the park and somebody made a comment about somebody was leaving the gate unlocked at the community <laughs> garden and some of her little scarecrow stuff was going missing from the community garden. <laughs> so the only comment I made, and I, I got a bunch of laughs, but I also got a bunch of hate for it. I said, well, it must be the unleashed kids at the park <laughs> that are going through y'all's stuff at the community yes, garden. Yes, that's amazing. And I got so much. Like, I got, like, 
20 something hearts and like 40 something mean faces. That's perfect. Those hearts. Kids. Those hearts are the ones that you hang out with in your neighborhood now because you realize yeah, those I'm are the like, real hey, ones. Anyone who hearted this, let's meet at the pool. Like, come right? on. Like, we, like Halloween, cool. you go, hey, did you like my posts on that? And they're like, yeah. You're like, hey, you get a shot instead yeah, of are uh, you, a toothbrush. Are you the Unleashed Kid uh, <laughs> group? This is the Unleashed Kid gang gang. So Anyway. All right. All right so getting you- back to my number five and this, like, seriously, you know how you said – uh, before you you talked about yours that you really wanted to punch these people in the face. Yeah. Yep. Like I want to punch these people in the face. Like I literally wish that I could punch them in the face. And this is people who make reels, shorts, YouTube shorts, whatever, and you are fishing and you show yourself hooking the fish and you're reeling in the fish and you don't show the fish. Why you wasted 60 seconds of my life? And I'm like, oh, ooh, that's, yeah, look at that sucker bend. And it's like, follow for more info. No, I'm not following you. It is not happening. I hate you now. You yep. are my enemy. And I yep. am not watching any other video that you ever do again. Do not do a fishing video and not show the freaking fish. Oh, I'm with you. I. I'm with you. I mean, I'll I'll take a spicier turn to that. Also, like if you're just catching a fish on a reel or a TikTok or a short, right? And it's not giant. I'm I, I'm not watching it. Well, I'll all. watch it. I mean, I'll watch you catch it. I'll be disappointed at the end. Yeah, I, I don't really even see. I'm not even that to that extent where I yeah. I'm cool. If you're catching bluegill, yeah. that's cool. Like reel it in. Show the bluegill, like show you taking the hook out of the bluegill's mouth and throwing it back and yeah. having fun. I'm okay with that. I don't feel right. like my time was wasted. Okay. But if you're just reeling and I never get to see the fish, my time is wasted. And I what happens you. if it's a blow up video, right? If they just show the blow up, right? Like like redfish do top water, right? Yeah. No? I'm yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with watching the fish blow up on it. Okay. If it misses it, it misses it because you're not really showing. The fish but if it mm-hmm. blows up you hook it and then by the end of the video i don't get to see it on a board oh. or see you holding it or something i am never watching oh see anything i'm okay that you with that again. any kind of top water where it blows up and i see him set and i see that rod bend and then it cuts Dude, I'm instantly in that profile. I'm all up in those guts looking at that profile to see, like, oh, what else do they have? I fall suspect to that, I guess. Like, well, I'm okay with that. I, I think that's a great, like, uh, like trailer, like, you know, short-form content video. Now, I'll, I'll say this. If I get to see the whole body of the fish, like, eventually, it's close to the, yeah, it's close to the kayak or something, yeah. and it's swimming, it doesn't have to be a hero shot or okay. anything like that. I just want to get a good view of, of that fish. fish. Yeah, and I'm sure somebody's going to go back through all my reels and make sure that I Oh, I'm going to. Everything. Oh, I'm going but to I'm now. But I'm almost yeah. positive, I'm almost positive that every single one of them I show the fish either swimming off or the fish right. flopping in front of me. Because that hero shot, like, like we like talked that. about, the hero shot could be ruined by by like somebody like Paul's nasty, disgusting, gout-infested feet in it, right? Yeah, get you a GoPro so, and hold it up <laughs> away uh, from right. your feet. Oh, away, no, I'm with it, yeah. Away from your feet. And this this kind of falls along the same lines as, you know, I'm done with you if you don't show me the fish. 
Um, also, when I'm watching videos and stuff like that, if you advertise with the YouTube, like if you interrupt my videos with an advertisement from your product, I'm not buying it. I am mad. I do not want anything to do with anything you are selling. If you are interrupting my enjoyment. Listen, if I, yeah, no one I'm with you, but I'll even go farther with like TikTok when people promote videos. No, I don't watch them. I will. If I follow you and then all of a sudden I get a promoted video from you, I'm uh, I'm done. I will instantly stop. I'm not a fan of that. I understand that's a system, whatever, but yeah, like there's been a couple of people where we've like followed on TikTok or, or Instagram. Um, and all of a sudden I see them on, oh yeah, you know, the, the promoted now, now F you, I'm done. Unfollow. I don't want to hear that. I, I don't want to see that trash. I'm done. Well, once you get promoted though, once you start getting products sent to you, like you're oh, going to yeah. change your yeah. mind. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, um, I mean, some of us have, uh, uh, convictions not to be elitist you know what i mean we just have a lot of money to buy soft plastics instead i was gonna say that sounds like a poor person but now you're like now i gotta have my money to go buy this no 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 listen i'm not poor i was uh, a long time uh consumer of american tax money and uh at this point in corporate america I'm just spending more money than needs to be on uh, on plastics that are gonna and, and kill the fish. I just I, I want to clarify, guys. I'm just joking. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, if I say I want to punch you in the face, no. though, because you do something, oh. I, I'm serious. Um, yeah. I have nothing against poor people. I was a poor person oh. at one time. Oh yeah. You know, you know, the most poor I've ever been was probably. Hmm. Like that's when I knew that maybe that there, um, there was a, a God. Like I was, I was, I had two dollars and thirty-seven cents in my bank account. Mm -hmm. There was no food in the house, none. Living by myself, had my own little apartment. Right. I went to go find some food, and the only thing left in my house was half a pack of spaghetti noodles. Okay. A stick of butter. Oh, yeah, sketty. Look, and a can of cheddar broccoli soup. Yo, <laughs> that dude, was sketty, bro. Yeah. That was all I had in my yeah. house. That was it. That was it. So I cooked that, and this was on a Saturday. Yeah. No, I'm, I'll take that back. Sorry. This was on a Friday night, and I did not get paid until Tuesday. <laughs> I had, like I said, $2.37 yeah. in my bank account, and I remember exactly how much it was. I cooked that, and I was like, how am I going to make this last, like, three days? I, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. So the next morning, I woke up, and I, I lived in a garage apartment attached to a house that was on the same property as an RV park. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a big barbecue pit back there that I, um, I would help cook when they had events and stuff at the RV park. And, you know, Gertrude comes over there from the RV park on her little golf cart. And she's like, Hey Drew, we're going to have a potluck tonight. Do you mind cooking some burgers for oh, us on your yeah. big old grill? And I'm like, I will definitely cook whatever you need me to cook tonight at the potluck. 
So I didn't eat all day. Like those burgers <laughs> could not. Like I almost got a a, a cola or whatever it is, a coli, mm-hmm. because I was going <laughs> to eat those raw burgers. Yep. That's how dang hungry I was. So I cooked them and everything. <laughs> and this lady saw me eating the burger, and she goes, "Honey, you look hungry." Why don't you go ahead and just make you some plates to take home because you look really Look, those people hooked me up with so many leftovers to take home. I was eating Mm -hmm. leftovers for a week, but that is the brokest, poorest I've ever been in my life was $2.37 and a can of cream or cheddar broccoli soup and spaghetti. I I remember I, (laughs) my wife's half Italian, half Polish. Um, and I live in New Jersey, right? So she's from New Jersey. I'm originally from Washington State. Um, when I explained how I had spaghetti as a kid, her Italian side, I thought, was going to need an exorcism because I explained. And she goes, isn't that like that TV show, Honey Boo Boo Child? And I'm like, what? <laughs> so when I was a kid, it was just like uh, noodles. And uh, you boiled them. And then you took a stick of butter. And you took the government cheese that you got, right? And then you combine it all and you put it in the microwave. And that's what I thought. Um, or, or for for the for the tomato is ketchup, usually a half a bottle of ketchup. Mm-hmm. Mix it all together. That's what I thought was spaghetti until I was like 17 years old. That and when I looked, told my wife, she was like, oh, what is wrong with you? Those are them struggle meals, man. Like every once in a while, I'll still make a struggle meal. I've got some spam in there right now that I'll chop up and put in some oh, macaroni make, and cheese. I like, can make spam wonderful, um, but she catches me doing condiment sandwiches. Just mayonnaise? Dude, mayonnaise, barbecue sauce, relish, mustard on toast. Delicious. I mean, every every once in a while, dude, you need to make you some some struggle meals. Yeah, like warm up that hot dog in the microwave yeah, until dude. the end bust out all nuclear, right? and just put it on a piece of bread, a piece of white bread, fold it up. It's usually yep. the butt, right? The butt that yep. everybody throws out. Throw that thing on there. Keep you keep you grounded. There you go. Or make you a little pizza sandwich. Take you a regular oh. piece of pizza with a yeah. little bit of cheese on top yeah. of it, melted. If you're lucky, you had pepperoni. To put on top of it, but most of the time it was just you take like the ham or turkey and put it on there. <laughs> you, you put a piece of bologna on that, John. Yeah, make a fried bologna sandwich. There you fried go. Fried bologna sandwiches is the shit. I don't know if people. Uh, I, you'll probably edit this out because we're going into sandwich meats. Nobody oh, likes I'm not that. Editing this out. All right, great. Uh, so if you live in the Northeast, like uh, bologna's a whole different story up here, though. Like, I grew up with Oscar Mayer bologna, that trash in that little plastic container, mm-hmm. and you had to, like, fiddle with it, right? They got legit bologna up here, bro. It's thick. It's delicious. It fries up so well. It's a ne- it's next level. How does it taste any different than the Oscar Mayer bologna, though? It tastes more meatier, not more- just salt. It's got more meat okay. taste. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little odd. I liked my fried bologna with a little bit of barbecue sauce and mayonnaise. No, no, that's perfect. That would on there. That's perfect, bro. That's that's money. I mean, again, you fit like bologna's no joke. Like these Italian dudes can do some bologna. I'm not Italian, um, but they are. They they know their their cold cuts. They know how to get uh, a heart attack real early due to all the Lots sodium. Of salt. Yeah, Lots, so much salt. Lots of salt and all that pastrami and, oh, and all, it's, everything. 
but yeah, they also just put it in their food without tasting it. My wife does that. That's I should have put it on here. It had nothing to do with fishing, but that frustrates me. We should put salt on food without even tasting it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll yell it. I'll yell at people for that. If you come yeah. to my house and like before you even eat something, you're asking for a condiment or something. I'm like, try it first, mm-hmm. please. Please just try it before you tell me that you need salt, pepper, you know, yep. whatever. It's it's gonna be delicious. Oh, we could do fun. a another two hour show about mm. pet peeves for other stuff. That's and a true. lot of it will probably revolve around food because it's I all really food. Like food. All right. So we're getting towards the end of the show. And, you know, I thought I was gonna have you and Paul here, but I got the better I mean I didn't get yeah, the co host. I got the host. You like, got the host. The yeah, owner operator. Yeah, I got Mr. Swamp Rat Fishing, but I'm going to steal something for you from you guys. Like, one of my favorite parts of the Bass and Brews is the lightning round. I love mm-hmm. the lightning round. You guys have added a question here or there, taken a question away. Mm-hmm. You have some famous questions. Guys, go <laughs> check out the Bass and Brews podcast for these famous questions. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of modeled my questions kind of after that because I do right. love the lightning round. So, we're going to do the lightning round here. Dude, this is and I'm great. gonna say Before I stole start, it. I stole it. I stole dude, this, this is great. from you guys. I've been the host of all these. I've never gotten to do a lightning round as the recipient. I'm so excited. All right, so here we go. First question of the lightning round. Yeah. What bait stays tied on a rod? And what bait could you burn all of them in the front yard and care completely less about it? All right. So so one, I'm gonna give a critique. Critique. You gotta do them one at a time, Drew. You got to you got to separate it because it's not lightning. I got two different questions to answer. What are you a rookie at this thing? How are you so elite and you haven't figured this out yet? I'm I'm a rookie. Oh I'm, man, just Come like on. you said, I'm a rookie. <laughs> All right, always tied on is a flick shake, which is just a weighted wacky worm for the bass guys. It's just a uh, one eighth ounce weighted wacky worm with a six cents clout worm and June bug red. That color, I have have cases of it at my house because I'm not paid by them. I wish I was um, because I've bought so many. Uh, the one that I could burn and get rid of is a spinner bait because it looks stupid and I've never caught a bait on it. Or I'm, not, I'm, not, not caught a bait. I've never caught a fish on a spinner bait. I'm going to answer these questions with you, and I know okay. that's not that's the rookie thing. No, to I do like it. Well. Yeah, no, but, go but for I'm it. I'm going to answer these as well. I always have a... Berkeley Fusion Wheelless Jig Head on there with a paddle tail. That oh, is the oh. one I, I always have. It's hey, hey listeners, listeners, because uh, he's not going to edit this out, hopefully. This is where he can get his product plugs in, just just not so you guys know. Not, Go ahead. I mean, not, not all All right, so, uh, right, right. So which one are you going to burn? You're never going to have I, I'm like you. I'm burning spinner baits. Yeah, I hate Like them. I've, I hate I've tried to throw spinner baits for bass. A lot of guys throw spinner baits for redfish. I just... I really? don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like it. They even have one called Redfish Magic that it's. It looks stupid. I know people love it. It looks stupid, um, and I have no confidence in it. I, I just don't know what it's supposed to look like. I know it's supposed to look like something chasing the shad, I guess, but. I guess. Like, I don't, it's just a bunch of plastic skirt, and I just, I don't like spinnerbaits at all. Nope. I could burn them. It. It'd probably stink burning a bunch of spinnerbaits, too. It would. All that dang plastic. <laughs> All right. So what celebrity or oh. public person 
do you irrationally want to punch in the face? Like, it makes no sense why oh. you want to punch them in the face. You just hate their face. Oh, man. If anybody, uh, the brewskis are going to love this one. So it's Mike Iconelli. He's a famous bass fisherman uh, from the area I live, and I hate him with a uh, undue passion. And it's because I got kicked off his private lake. I mean, it's not his lake. There's other houses. But ever since then, um, yeah, Mike, um, I want to fight. <laughs> Set it up. Let's get a yeah. celebrity boxing match going. No, I no, I don't, I don't even want that. I want to do the uh, the Russian slap boxing where they just slap the shit out of each other. They tie their hands together, and then yep. you, they just slap. They there slap. You go. And every time he slaps me, he goes, oh, it's a big one. And then I slap the shit out of him again. So. Never give up. Pop. Never give up. Pop. You guys exactly. are going to have a strap match. He's actually a really nice guy, I heard. But, uh, yeah, you shouldn't have kicked me off your private lake. I have a lifelong vendetta against you. Okay. I am, before I give you this answer, <laughs> I am completely, completely against ever touching a woman, putting your hands on a woman, anything. I thought you have kids. How did I you do. uh how did you make that happen if you've never touched a woman? Well, I mean like in in <laughs> in a in a very violent type of way. Okay. okay. Like some like it a little violent, but that's a different story for a different day. Flow from progressive. Oh. I will punch her in her face if she no. ever walks in my I house. I will fight you. Nope. I Drew, cannot I'm fight you now. stand flow. No. no. Her voice, the way she looks. Angelic. The jokes are I wonderful. Just, I, I don't know why. I want to nope. hit her in the face with a shovel. Drew, like, we're not friends anymore. I'm actually going to, um, I'm probably going to sue you if you post this episode because we're not, we're not friends anymore. Flo is an American treasure. Um, it's between no. her and the AT&T girl are the best things that have ever happened. Now the AT&T girl that she's something. I like her <laughs> flow from progressive. No, no. Not at Flo's, all. No, Flo's the perfect woman. She's got Mother Teresa. She'll hook you up with insurance. She'll make you a meal. But she's also independent and does her own job. Like, it's all there, man. No, it's not. She's an idiot, and I want to punch her. Straight in the face. <sighs> all right, everybody. So uh, if you want to listen to a better show, listen to Bass and Bruce, because I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting this interview. <laughs> right now, because cause it's, it's Flo. We're it's talking Flo. about Flo. All right. <laughs> next question. What is your go-to breakfast item on a fishing day? Not fishing uncooked, day? not uncooked chicken. I can tell you that. That's, That's not his not go-to that. anymore. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, being from New Jersey, I can't not say this. It's going to be a pork roll, egg and cheese sandwich on a bagel. You smash it down. You're good to go. There's nothing better in the world than uh, you get that thing either uh, from like a local spot, right? And it's usually wrapped in tin foil. It's perfect. It's just this little surprise of cheesy, salty meat gooeyness. And you pack that thing on the boat. I launch onto the river. First thing I do, break that little sandwich out. It's going to be a good day. I am. I mean, we're, we're from different parts of the country, mm -hmm. but I, I'm with you with the cheesy, salty, oh, bready goodness. Money, dude. Like, I, I don't know if you know what a kolache is. I don't. But a breakfast kolache, which is just, it is a sausage. Well, okay. I mean, you can get different versions, but it is like a link sausage, about mm -hmm. six inches long, um, covered in cheese, and then they wrap it in bread. And it's like a just a 
goodness. Wow. That sounds it, it sounds like something you'd get from like 7-Eleven. Is it? Oh, is no. It, okay. They, I mean, you get, it from, you get them from convenience yeah, yeah. stores, but you can right. get them at donut shops. Gotcha. Or you can make that your sounds own. good, dude. Like, yeah. they are so – it's like a sandwich, but not a sandwich. They call it a kolache, but it's not really a true, you know, Czech kolache that has right. fruit and everything in it. But it's it's a pastry with cheese and sauce. You gotta have all that, dude. You gotta have the salt. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be sweating out there most times, right? You're gonna be sweating out there. You need that salt. Soak so it, up those uh, molecules. You need the cheese and bread to kind of stop you up, so you're not at a Boy Scout shitting camp, my shitting pants. yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you can yeah. do that, dude. All right. Yeah. I'm we're, glad we're we on agree same, on that. We're on the same waveform, just a different uh, delivery system. All right, so I I don't know what your answer to this question oh. is going to be, and it's kind of a generic question. Like you would ask someone this on a first date or something to kind of feel out where they're Have you at ever eaten with their beaver? life. Uh, no, that is not a question on here. Mm. But okay, would you rather have a lake house, a beach oh. house, a ski house, or an apartment in the city? All right, like, so as so, a vacation, as a vacation yep. spot. So one behind the curtain, uh, he sent me these. This one he royally messed up, like typing it out. <laughs> I said he put, sky like, house. He put sky house. He put he put house and city. It was oh, all I over did. the place. I did. I did. <laughs> it literally looks like uh, Paul typed it uh, with a speech to text. Um, but I would pick, I would pick a lake house. I grew up. Uh, summers as a kid uh i grew up in the pacific northwest i grew up in washington state we'd go to every summer we'd go to uh, mount baker lake beautiful lake all the way up in this big old mountain it was awesome i would pick a lake house it's awesome lake house 100 i go back and forth between a lake house and a beach house just because i've been like so many beach houses yeah but i also live like 0.4 miles from the lake so I, I'm going back and forth. I don't want to be in the city at all, at all, nope, ever. I did and that. I don't care nothing about skiing because yeah. I like my knees. Yeah, I, I don't care I don't about that. Knees um, city, like I lived in Philly for shit six years. We lived in downtown Philly. Beach house, I don't really care about because I live kind of the opposite of you. I live like two miles from the New Jersey beach. Like, I hate the tourists. I hate the garbage New York and Pennsylvania people that come down here and ruin my my beaches. So, um, Lake House is where to go. All right. So, here here's the final question. And like you like to say, this this is going to make or break. <laughs> it's the make or break. This you're either going to get to the question. highest levels of being a serious angler or you're going to hit the lowest into the dark waters. Yeah. One of the two here. One of the two. And I, I've always wanted to ask you. Um, yeah. Is that like a is that a pun on the Dark Waters podcast? For yeah, not being around 100%, anymore. Okay, one hundred percent. So if people don't know, uh, Dark Waters, uh, the last time he did a podcast was our podcast, the Bass and Brews Fishing Podcast, and then he stopped. And uh, really, it's because he saw the level of excellency uh, that we piss on our end, and uh, he just quit. And that was the last question he ever answered on any podcast. Correct. It was. Was that okay? Yeah. All right. So, give me your favorite non-traditional burger topping. So, not lettuce, tomatoes, onions, pickles, you know, none oh. of that. I want yeah, pineapple. Like, pineapple, dog. Pineapple. 100%. On a burger? 
Dude, grilled pineapple? Have you ever you had some sweet on a burger? Yeah, dude, sweet and salty. You got the meat. You got. Have you ever had like special specifically? If we're gonna get specifics, it would be like a teriyaki grilled, uh, giant. Like I mean, you take the pineapple. It's not like chunks. Yeah, I know what you're the round. About. Yeah. yeah, dude, dude, you base that, or uh, I'm sorry, not base it. Um, marinate that in teriyaki sauce. You throw that thing on the grill. You throw it on a burger. Next level. So, uh, since you've never answered this on oh. your show, are you pineapple okay. on pizza guy? Yeah, dog. Yeah. Oh, God. I love pineapple on pizza. Not only that, I'll go extra love, or extra on that one where uh, Domino's used to put out. And I live in New Jersey. It's like pizza mecca, and this is blasphemy. But Domino's used to put out a fiery Hawaiian where instead of marinara, they'd put Frank's Red Hot. Dude, Frank's Red Hot, cheese pineapple ham Whew. money oh man i don't i i just i mean it's it also goes well, <laughs> pineapple it's also, goes well with pork no no it, it it does that's the ham i know but not the burger there's no, no ham in there. there's no pork in no, a hamburger no, it still tastes good it still tastes good have you ever had it no i like pineapple but pineapple don't like me like i like grilled pineapples and stuff like that but yeah. i've had to like we ate out and I had some grilled pineapple on the side yeah. and we had to stop like three times before we even got home. It was bad. I, like I may pineapple. or may not have, I may have may or not have like went to the restroom behind a dumpster <laughs> at a church because there was nothing else around. Okay. So I got two comments. One, uh, pineapple is awesome because it's the most punk rock vegetable or uh, not vegetable fruit because it, it fucking eats your insides like that. It's the only fruit that attacks back. Right. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, look it up. It's a real thing. Like when everybody feels like, Oh, it's so nice in my mouth. It's dingly. It's actually trying to eat you because yeah, you're eating it. Bromine enzyme or whatever it is that yep. tenderizes meat. But also the second one, it sounds like between you and your brother, you guys poop out of trucks a lot. And we've got to like, we got to figure out, we, we, we got to stop the pooping from the trucks. No, like. I'm good now. I'm good now. I'm okay. good now. Last, was it December? Last He's like, last December, week, I finally stopped shitting in my truck. No, 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 no. I think it was last December. Uh, I finally went and had a colonoscopy done, and I had a bunch of polyps. And okay. one, one was the size of a thumb. Oh, um, boy. It was like 20 uh, millimeters by like mm-hmm. 20 millimeters. It was a huge polyp. Um, once I had that removed, like I haven't almost shit myself at all. Like That's it's good, been man. nice. That's <laughs> it's nice. Been, I've been regular. Oh. I mean, I used your little yeah. trip trick the yeah. other day and oh, yeah. I made it to the convenience store. Like I, I didn't have to go to the bathroom in Tupperware or nothing like that. It's been really well, nice. Well, congrats, man. I'm glad. Uh, I, 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 I mean, we see at the bottom if anybody's watching on YouTube. I don't see Depends on the bottom anymore. So I'm sorry you lost that sponsorship. But other than that, that's good. Yeah, it's been great. It's been nice not having yeah. to worry about, like, planning my route around where I know I can mm-hmm. stop to use the bathroom. But also, nice adjustment. I mean, I'm sure you're missing the, uh, the, the cool, calm comfort that is a nice depends hug i mean it's hey, warm and bruce, on a cold winter bass day. and bruce uh podcast now sponsored by depends uh, that's not true but we'll take it <laughs> i don't have a transition to that so i'm just gonna say like my uh my favorite is a fried egg 
Like throw me a fried okay. egg on a burger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my favorite non-traditional. I could have went with avocado. Um, I do love some avocado on there, but usually it's like fried egg, avocado, and bacon. I feel like avocado is all right. Hot take. Avocado's fucking overused at this point. Sorry for saying the F bomb, but I still feel like you said more than I have, but I feel really I have, passionate. I think we're even now. Well, maybe yeah. I have three, it's three no, no, to no. two or something. So you need to get no, one no. more out. Fuck. Um there you but, go. Uh, all right, we're tied up. All right, so avocado is delicious. Guacamole is delicious. We don't got to put it on everything, though. Like, sometimes you're blowing out a burger. When you do an egg, a bacon, and an avocado on one burger, that's too much. Like, you don't need all that. Like, just do one. Just, like, you don't need avocado on everything. And this is more at my wife, who is, uh, she's learned that I can make amazing guacamole. I'm really good at making guacamole. But now she wants to put it in everything. So she was like, hey, let's make a penne, but let's do some sausage instead of like a red sauce. How about you make a guacamole? No, it's Italian food. I'm not putting guacamole in Italian food. Yeah, and that's how, know I know, that's how I know that you're rich because you're making your own guacamole and avocados yeah. are like $3 a piece. Where you're at? In nah, Texas? They're not that much. They're like a exactly. dollar $1.25. Oh. Yeah, see, so again, let's pull back the veil from Mr. Elite Drew, the Paddler's Playbook. He's just trying to drum stuff up for podcaster fame. This is what it is. You know, I'm just pretty much I'm just the little man. I, I run a small podcast um, with an, a, a, an epic fan base. Um, it's called the, the Bass and Bruce. Yeah, the Brewskies. It's called the, the Bass Brewskies. and Bruce Fishing Podcast. Uh, I'm going to make my own transition. At this you point, are bro. like, I told yeah, yeah. you, this is what we it's were going to do. Good, and right? I was it's thinking about how we're going to get there, but yeah, it's pretty you're, good, a, right? you're a host. Just go on. Yep. I'll just so sit back and we, wait. we started humbly and our main goal is to talk to, uh, you know, we talk to all anglers of every, you know, whatever you do, but our main thing is talking to content creators and we've talked to big ones and, uh, we've talked to small content creators like Drew, um, like minuscule, uh, but think they're elite, but we, we've talked to them. Right. And, uh, everybody's got a story. So specifically in 2023, our podcast has kind of transitioned from your, uh, your standard like tournament. Cause we do talk to tournament guys and things like that. We've kind of transitioned from that where I don't really give a shit what you caught the fish on. I want to know about like what happened at the campfire. Like, yeah. I want to know the other stuff. And that that's shown in the episodes because Paul's doing the Queen City ones by himself yeah. now. And you're, you're not even in those. No. I mean, I did one that was a really awkward one, too. Also, we don't edit. Uh, just so you guys know, fully Drew edits a lot. Like um, Only when the guest is horrible. So I may <laughs> have to edit this one a while. It, it might happen. Um no, yeah. So, so that's what we do. We're uh, like, again, if you're into a bunch of dick and fart jokes, we uh, handle that quite a bit. We're very much. Uh, we we had a fan of the show describe our show. Our show has been described a couple times. So, kayak bass uh, nation, pretty big name on the scene, uh, refused to call us a fishing podcast, and they called us a variety podcast. Which I go ahead, Drew. Oh, I was going to say the reason they called you a variety podcast is because, um, what's his name? My mind's blank. Uh, Ryan, Jeff, J 
Jeff yeah. is like 85 years old. So he's used to saying stuff about variety shows. So that That's is why point. that That's was him point. that said that you were a variety podcast yeah. because but he's, I'll take that, man. he looks good, but he's actually 82. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll, I'll take that though. Like we're not, we're not gonna, you're never going to come to our show for uh, techniques or <laughs> any of that stuff. We're the extra. And then somebody described the show recently as uh, when you're out on a fishing trip, sitting on the boat, and the conversations you have with your buddies, that's what our show is. It's that unfiltered uh, bullshit that you and your friend are talking about. And instead, it's me and Paul, who I hate. Again, um, you know, Drew's got a bigger... I, I'm looking for a new co-host. Paul's trash, and I've been trying to replace him for two years. Um, so if anybody wants to be, you know, a new co-host, you can email us. But um, but that's what we are. We're, we're very much like the extra we're looking for stories behind fishing fishing is great it's awesome we all love it um and there's a lot of really great podcasts that'll teach you about fishing and they'll let you know about the tournament scene and all that other stuff and they do a great job uh we tried that and we're awful at it what we're good at is uh telling you ridiculous shit that you can't you know play around children or small animals yeah or in your office or you can't really play it anywhere yeah. that people are going to judge you for listening to it. Yeah. There was uh so we had an episode with Alex Rudd. Um yeah, look, I can name drop. Too, there you bro. go. I was I, I wasn't going to say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to let it happen. I was just going to let it happen. We had also Bass and Bruce had multiple episodes with Alex Rudd, YouTube star. But um he started talking about something about Nazis. And uh somebody <laughs> At the mentioned Sonic. At the yeah. Sonic. Yep. And somebody mentioned that they were listening to that episode about him feeling awkward because uh, he had a, a, a weird interaction with that at a toll booth. But somebody had the other side of that. They were listening to Bass and Bruce at a toll booth. And Alex Rudd is talking about Nazis and they had to turn off the podcast. So if you want to be, uh, you know, embarrassed about your life choices, um, you know, kind of where you're at in life, but you're kind of embracing that Bass and Bruce. You can find us everywhere. Bass and Brews Fishing Podcast. Same thing as Drew. I mean, I'm sure he's on some other elite level, you know, Illuminati level stuff. But, uh, you know. No, I'm friends with you guys. I'm, uh, we're on the same level. <laughs> I mean, oh. we're cool. We we talk. Like, you guys are my level. I don't know what you're talking I, about. I, no, I, I think after this podcast, I've really realized this is like, I feel like um, you're the the guy who adopted Annie and Annie. <laughs> right the I, bald I adopted guy. you and paul yeah 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 me and paul are annie uh we're just some uh poor orphan redheads and some bald man scooped us up so that's where we're at i'm gonna take you far kid i'll, ta- I'll mm. take you far <laughs> I, I mean this i mean this in the most endearing way i listen to bass and brews now more than any other podcast that i listen to and and again i mean this in a very endearing way when i don't want to have to think about a whole lot i listen to you guys perfect but I mean, like it's re- it's no, no, it's rela- it's it's the yeah. it's relaxing. It's just it's yeah. conversation. Like yeah. I'm not trying to learn something completely technical. I'm not no. like yeah. I want to I want to chill and relax and listen to some people who are for the most part like minded 
you know, yep. have the same, you know, sense of themselves and like you guys don't take yourself too seriously, which nope. is great. Yep. And I, I like that. That is what I like. I when I listen to you guys, I can relax and just I feel like I'm listening to friends. Listen, I I really appreciate that. But again, to be clear, like Drew did that whole first thing recording because he's got an intro, he's got an outro. We don't have any of that shit. I just want to be clear. Like we roll right from the beginning. We don't edit. All right, we've edited it twice, um, but we don't normally edit. It's a whole running deal. So, but but I appreciate that, Drew. That's I I think in 2023 we saw there was a lot of and, and you're one of them. You do a great job. You do a fantastic job. Your podcast is literally. I mean, this is why everybody listens to it, right? You do a great job. And we realized we couldn't hit that, but what we could get is, like, toilet humor. Like, we can, I mean, not toilet humor, but, like, this is the normal guy deal, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And, and and I hate to break it to you. Um, you were talking about me adopting you guys. You guys do have an intro. Southside Jess does your intro. Well, like, she does. We made you an intro. <laughs> No, 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 but but I meant like when we started the show, you were like, hey, hey, everybody. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Jess, for dropping all that info, right? But that didn't really start our interview, right? Like, that was... No, there's going to be a bunch of stuff that happens before. Exactly, right? And that's fine. That's how it works when you're a successful elitist podcaster. When you are just in the trenches of... <laughs> Of every uh, 32 year old starting a podcast. That's where we're at now in Bass and Bruce, right? Like every 32 year old is starting a podcast now. We're just fighting our way through. Well, you guys are doing a great job. And I appreciate you know, it. Since, since you are <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts, like I'm going to do uh -huh. something in honor of you, Alex. You oh. ready? Yeah. All right. 